Mike McGee is here. He's the director of programs at Code Now. He's busy teaching young children how to code, become product managers, and leaders of tomorrow. Thank you so much for joining us, Mike. Woo woo. He's our senior tech correspondent on Tuesdays, and he's bringing us news from Amazon. He's bringing us news from home where all of our smartphones could be left if we just pay attention to the app of the week called Palm and so much more. Now, hey, before we get uh, started in the the whole rest of the tech talking, uh, we got some news yesterday that Microsoft's co-founder, Paul Allen, passed away yesterday at the age of 65. Uh, one of the, my favorite fun fact about this guy is that he was the guy who talked Bill Gates into dropping out of college so they could start this harebrained scheme called Microsoft. And lo and behold, yeah. it worked. Yeah, I think so. Just a little bit. Yeah. I don't want to make it sound like Paul Allen was just some like rich bro. No, it was obviously that when they, the news came out yesterday, it was obvious that, you know, people from, you know, many uh, different industries and many different walks of life and financial, you know, backgrounds uh, had some kind of positive story to talk about Paul and just being in the nonprofit industry. It seemed like from what just we've heard over the past, you know, what is it, 12 to 20 hours um, since his passing that he left a profound impact on many different people from the business world, music world, and also uh, the philanthropy space. So he will be missed. Mm -hmm. Let the tech talk begin. Let's talk about AI, not to be confused with TI. Or Alan Iverson. Yeah, it is. Or Andre Iguodala. Yeah. Oh, yes. It's artificial AIs. intelligence. And one would think that something that has a computer brain wouldn't have uh, all the, the human biases that we do. But one would be wrong. Tell us all about it. So I have a very profound uh, statement to make. Uh-oh. Or okay. maybe it's a question. I don't know. I'm freestyling, as I always do. Uh, probably the most important thing I've ever said in my life is going to happen right now. So, artificial intelligence, mm -hmm. computers, machines, algorithms, all this fancy stuff. Guess who makes them? <gasps> Michael. Humans. No. Guess what humans are? The Biased. worst. <laughs> the worst. The worst. So, whenever you see a story about artificial intelligence and it's like, whoop, turns out the algorithm was biased. Uh... Just look back at the source. Yeah. So I, anyway. I imagine some incel typing away this code in his mother's basement. Uh, so, you know, and the unfortunate nature is that it doesn't have to be, it, it rarely is the most nefarious people. It's just, you know, quote unquote, regular everyday people building these algorithms. But in the tech industry, they just happen to be men and predominantly white. So the story uh, from Reuters shows that Amazon had a team building computer programs uh, starting back in 2014 to review job applicants uh, resumes with the aim of you know basically trying to make the search for top talent as efficient as possible you know Amazon one of the largest companies in the world over one trillion dollars in value um, they're getting in every industry we talk about Amazon almost every week we're doing something new so obviously lots of people want to work for them. Mm -hmm. Obviously lots of talented people want to work for them. And if your job is to recruit talent for Amazon, you're looking at hundreds if not thousands of resumes a day, a week. It's very daunting. So it makes sense. AI makes your job more efficient. So the idea was that you know this algorithm could review 100 resumes, 
and narrow that down to the top five. And then the human recruiters would be able to like read through those and then hire someone. Mm -hmm. What they found out over the next year (laughs) was that the new system was not rating candidates uh, for software developer jobs and other technical posts in a gender neutral way. Um, This is because the computer models Amazon was using was trained to vet applicants, um, you know, that wasn't trained to vet applicants submitted over a 10-year period. And most of those came from men, a reflection of the male dominance across the tech industry. So Mm -hmm. all the models that they were trained to vet uh, were reviewing applicants that were mostly men. And so the algorithm would penalize resumes that included the words like quote-unquote women's, as in women's chess club captain. Uh, So it downgraded graduates of two all-women's colleges. Uh, They did not specify the names of the schools. Uh, So then Amazon edited the programs to make them neutral to those particular terms, but they couldn't guarantee that the machines would find an alternative way uh, to sort candidates that could prove discriminatory. Uh, They said this report says that the company ultimately disbanded the team by the start of last year, 2017, uh, because executives lost hope for the project. Um, And then they said that, or Amazon said, that the... Computer models, quote unquote, was never used by Amazon recruiters to evaluate candidates, but they didn't dispute that recruiters looked at the recommendations generated by the models. So just to repeat that, Amazon said these models were never used by the recruiters, but they didn't dispute that the recruiters might have looked at the recommendations. So you square those comments. Um, You know, I did graduate from a college, you know, in around Chicago, fancy college, but that seems... Little high in the sky for me. I can't quite get that, so I'm gonna need y'all and your expertise to figure that one out. So, hey man, if you can't figure it out, what do you know think the rest of us are gonna do with that? Yeah. So this, you know, so it's good that Amazon noticed this early enough on uh, and shut it down. But the problem is, artificial intelligence is only getting bigger and more important. Uh, there is a quote in this Reuters article at the bottom saying some 55 percent of U.S. Uh, HR managers said artificial intelligence would be a regular part of their work within the next five years. So if Amazon, one of the largest companies in the world, has all the money and resources and technical know-how, top talent, to create the most sophisticated models of all time, are facing these very basic issues when it comes to gender and, and racial discrimination, what do you think the rest of the, you know, working world uh, is going to do that's different than Amazon. So if these, you know, AI, algorithm, machine learning, computer models, whatever you want to call them, uh, consistently show bias, then we have to take a serious look at these systems because they're only going to get more important as we go into the next decade. Mm -hmm. And it's only going to put women uh, and, you know, people of color at a further disadvantage, especially in the tech industry. So... Uh, we'll see how this goes. Let's go ahead and move into the next topic. This one's depressing. What? Surprise. <laughs> What's this about the lost art of concentration? Uh, <laughs> uh, what were you saying? I don't, Sorry, what? I was looking at my phone. Hold hey, on, what, I, was, I, didn't, I didn't pay what? attention. Which show you is this? This, none of this should be surprising, no. though. It's just interesting to see some numbers and things behind it. Yes, yeah, so Guardian reported. Brand new story. Never heard this before. Sure. But uh, hold on, let me know. check my phone. Yeah, I'll let you let me know when you're ready. All right, go ahead. Okay, cool. Uh, what was I saying again? All right, okay. We check our phones every 12 minutes, which 
is on average because we definitely check our phones uh, like every 1.2 seconds. I'd say but, I, I'd honestly say I probably check my phone several times a minute. But like every minute of like the uh, whole day. So I, I mean, think 12 minutes is probably eventually. accurate. If you yeah. spread it out across 24 hours, you know, how many? I don't know. There's a lot of minutes in, and and in and, those, a, and a in check day. for me is literally just looking at the screen to see if there's any notifications. Yeah, it's so innocent. Yeah, it's so innocent. Of course, it doesn't affect you at all. Just a little glance at the screen. <laughs> the story isn't about you know, me. Mike. Maybe a notification or two. It's it's harmless. Yeah. You know, it doesn't do anything at all. Well, turns out it's probably wrong. Dang it! Um, there's a research, uh, you know, experiment carried out back in 2005. Uh, that showed that persistence inter uh, persistent interruptions and distractions at work had a profound effect. Those distracted by emails and phone calls saw a 10-point fall in their IQ. Uh, twice that found in studies on the impact of smoking marijuana. So you're more <laughs> likely to keep your concentration by smoking marijuana than it is by checking your phone and emails constantly. But what if you're doing both at the same time? <laughs> well, turns out you are 4x screwed. Uh, not only will you break your concentration, but you will lose all sense of reality. Oh, so uh, you know what? That. In 2018, whoever might fine, do that. fine. Let me lose sense yeah, of reality because yeah. reality what, what is a great not year great. To do that. <laughs> uh, more than half of the participants, uh, over the 1,000 participants, said they always responded to an email immediately or as soon as possible, while 21% admitted they would interrupt a meeting to do so. I feel like that's just like they're in a meeting and they respond to an email. Not they're like, yeah. hold on, Bob. I know. <laughs> I got an email. I'm going to respond to it and not listen. I got to reply. But I'm replying all, so you'll all get it too. Yeah, yeah. So Interrupted. It says constant interruptions can have the same effect as the loss of a night's sleep. So, yeah, that's fun. That explains a lot about my just everyday life. That seems a little harsh, though. A little excessive. Are they really on the same level? I mean, I feel this is. I mean, so it's one of those things that happens so often that we just it, we've made it a part of our culture. Mm -hmm. But I, I don't know. I tend to lean to the side of what this article is saying. It's you know, in 2002, it was reported that on average we experience an interruption every eight minutes, and this is 2002. So this is before like you know widespread broadband adoption. This is before smartphones. Oh, oh yeah, this, this is, is before like we're still this talking is flip phones. Yeah, before YouTube, Facebook. This is 2002. Uh, so I think in yeah, August 2018, uh, UK, uh, UK telecoms reported that people check their smartphones average every 12 minutes during their waking hours. 71% say they never turn their phone off and 40% say they check them within five minutes of waking. Uh, and so we've seen at the beginning of this year, Facebook, Instagram, Apple, Google, YouTube all come out with these, you know, tools designed to limit usage. Uh, in response to claims that, hey, excessive social media can have a negative uh, impact on mental health. It's just until they said it. I had my doubts, Astounding. but once they said it, yeah, then I'm like, you know, maybe you're right. Maybe excessive social media use can be uh, Bad negatively for your uh, mental health? impactful on maybe your health. So great. CPA, last thing, continuous partial attention. as a phrase coined uh, by an ex-Apple and Microsoft consultant, Linda Stone. So CPA. We all have it. We say it again? What does it stand Continuous for? Partial attention. Yeah. Continuous CPA. partial attention. Yeah. CPA, Jesse. I buy that. Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm -hmm. what? You got it? Yeah. Mm -hmm. CPA. We're, right. in, in layman's terms, we're always kind of paying attention. Yeah. I heard you. Keep going. No, no, good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, multitasking is a myth and you can't do it. 
Is that true? Really? What? I feel like that's feel the like, only way I get things done. I feel like our little radio station was built on multitasking. You're just doing single things very fast, and then you're oh. taking a long time to shift over to the next oh. thing. But your brain projects that you're good at it, but you're not. Okay. That's okay, I'll, I'll though. That does make sense, because you can't really be doing Yeah, I mean, there's certain things that are background processes, you know, like you can, you know, but the core multitasking, like shifting from one task to another, we don't really do a good enough job. We might get, do it once or twice or a few times, but over the long haul, it's better to focus mm-hmm. and concentrate. Mm-hmm. It's our senior tech correspondent, which is why he's bringing us the product of the week. It's called Palm. Is this from the Palm Pilot people? Are they back? I'm just going to say it's definitely the same Palm company. Oh. It's definitely. It's got to be them. Uh, but this whole thing is built on the premise of keeping you away from your phone. Mm-hmm. So it's not like a phone in itself, but it's like a device, a very small device, a tiny phone to keep away from your big smartphone which is only getting bigger, iPhone 10s Max and the Google Pixel 3, these screens are getting to tablet size. Fablet has kind of been the name, phone and tablet <laughs> together. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so this is a new product from one of the, you know, kind of the inventors of this whole kind of smartphone industry. Uh, it costs $349. It's going to be available in November. Uh, but you can't go out and buy it on its own. It's only available as an add-on to your current line. Also, Steph Curry is involved because Steph Curry <laughs> broke the news. I was on Twitter <laughs> yesterday morning, and Steph Curry had this little small phone in his hand, and he said, like, you know, Palm is back. So right now it's only on Verizon. So you can buy the Palm phone. Uh, you can add it to your Verizon plan, which shares your phone number. Uh, it's phone designed for you to use. Kind of like when you're out and about, like you're going out on the weekends, going out on for the evening, uh, you, or you just kind of generally want to be less distracted by your big phone and all its apps and its beautiful screen. Uh, it works with both Android and iOS, so that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, so the kind of the whole idea is just to leave your phone behind, live in the moment. As they say on their website, Palm celebrates the freedom and choice to be both connected and present. Oh. So they're not so, saying like we've we've talked about other products on uh you know Tech Talk Tuesdays about like phones that just have like a simple screen, you can only call sure. and text and get directions. This one is not that full like, you know, off scaled into the back, forest yeah. and scaled back so that you are, you know, totally distraction free, but it's like, hey, you don't want to carry this big phone around. Uh, here's a little device that you can keep on the go, whether you're working out, whether you're, uh, you know, want to keep it, you know, mobile on the night on the town. I want to have to carry a big, bulky, you know, six point crazy inch phone uh, in your purse or in your pocket. And, but if you have a good, you know, moment you want to share, you can still post to Instagram, you can still snap and still stay just connected enough uh, with your larger network, but not be so distracted that you are not present in the moment you're having. Oh, well. I mean, I'm looking at the pictures. It just looks like a small phone. And that you get to leave it home. I I don't know what to make of this. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, there's still, like, YouTube and a browser and your email. So what are they? Whatever. It's just teensier. I like it. It's just teensier. I like it. 